Welcome to Energy Stew. This is Peter Roth, your host. And I'd like to ask you, are you just a, a giant information field? <laughs> well, maybe you have a lot of information. And maybe you're a whole field of it. Maybe everything about you is a field of information. And probably a, a brilliant one, too. <laughs> so let's learn about information fields because we're made of them. And we use them all the time. And I asked a, an old friend who's doing amazing things with information fields to be a guest and, and talk about this so we can learn more about how to maximize <laughs> the information fields that we're within and of. <laughs> so to help us is a, a good friend and a, a brilliant man about all of this is Ross Newkirk. Ross, welcome to Energy Stew. Oh, thanks so much, Peter. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's it's wonderful to talk with you because this is what your life is about. You you grew up with a father who uh, was a great scientist, and I I worked with him for uh, many years. For uh, I don't know many years ago, but for a number of years, and um, and he was uh, brilliant, and 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 you were following in his footsteps and and so uh he's passed on at, at our great loss and uh and i'm i'm happy to see how you have pursued the like, let's call it a task of discovering more and more and more about information fields so yeah how do you feel about this journey you're on <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's so many different opportunities, you know, that start to unveil themselves as you start to go down this path and you realize, you know, even though things seem very complex, there's some fundamentals that are very simplistic and you realize how, um, you know, people ask like, well, what is an information field? And very simplified, you know, down an information field is a thought field. And your thoughts are creating your reality, you know, which we've heard from many people, but your thoughts are actually creating a field, an auric field that um, one gives off. And, um, and, uh, uh, and as we start to realize that, you know, our thoughts are creating our reality, we start to really be careful of what we're thinking of, you know, um, you know, what we're focused on and uh, how easy it is to change the reality and get out of, you know, a situation that we don't want to be in. Um, but is it just our mind? And when you say, uh, you know, a thought field, are we are we um, subject to the limitations of our minds, or are there higher knowings and higher consciousness that are also at play at creating the reality around us? Yeah, you know, there's uh, um, uh, just what you said. You know, there there's. Um, things that manifest in physical form, you know, uh, um, different geometries, you know, give off information fields. Um, uh, and, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, universal laws, you know, um, at, a, you know, at play as well, you know, that, you know, help, uh, create, um, you know, uh, our reality and, um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it is sort of complex in a way, but, you know, it's also, you know, simple, you know, in terms of, you know, um, 
uh, you know, the thought part of things and how we can actually shift reality, you know, based on our, our, you know, our, our thinking. Um, and, right. our- and, I, and I think these basic laws you're talking about are the different qualities of information fields. Yeah. And, the, and there are lower qualities that uh, are laws of limitation that we're trying to uh, override through coherency. And I think a lot of your work is to raise coherency and, and, and to create information fields that allow us to live more in harmony. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we use um, primarily um, uh, with our larger technologies, which uh, you uh, helped uh, into it. Um, uh, the uh, the Lightfield uh, Foundation, which we started, um, I think it was back in two thousand and ten. Um, right. And I it. loved I loved working with your dad. Uh, <laughs> weekly, I would drive up from New York City on a day trip to Massachusetts to uh, to work with him in developing the, you know, I use my intuition and bring in all kinds of even scientific answers to um, enhance the operation of, of a light field. And I'm so proud of that. And, um, and I know how involved you were with, with the whole process. Yeah. You know, we used um, primarily uh, light, um, the sacred nested geometries and music to create a very coherent, harmonious information field. And when someone is in that, um, that field, they start to uh, form a bridge between their waking consciousness and their omniscient self and um, start to reconnect to higher levels of awareness and consciousness. And as we do that, we start to open up this toolbox of other abilities that we can start to express, you know, people um, start to have intuitive abilities that they never thought they had, you know, before Um, they're able to tune into things. Sometimes um, they're able to, uh, you know, uh, see and get visions of different things. Um, uh, My wife, um, uh, she became very intuitive by going through this technology as well. And it really helped assist her. She's uh, clairaudient and clairvoyant as a result um, of, uh, being able to raise her consciousness. And so that's really what it's about is all the technologies that we have worked on, um, focus really on raising coherence and raising our frequency and vibration, because when we do that, you know, there's many more possibilities, uh, you know, that present themselves for, you know, healing and, and awakening, uh, for sure. Yeah. It's exciting when you understand the nature of, creating coherence and harmony. Uh, when you talked about that the uh, light field uses music, I'm remembering how important it was to create music at uh, 532 hertz rather than 32, I mean, 432 yeah. rather than 440. Oh. And, and so the music is actually a, a harmonious music. And unfortunately in the world, most music is at 440, which is disharmonious. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, just that uh, that slight shift. And if you go on YouTube, you know, there's um, people that will show you the shift. And just if you really tune in vibrationally, you can feel a difference. Um, 
And uh, um, so, uh, unfortunately, most of what we hear on the radio is 440 hertz, but more and more musicians actually are starting to tune to 432. Well, starting to, because most instruments, even live instruments, are tuned to 440 just yeah. to get along with everybody else. <laughs> and so the, the smart ones are, are learning to tune differently. And it's it's fascinating how that's how consciousness is growing on our planet. And and a lot of it has to do with, for instance, you're you're building a lot of machines that are available for the public that uh, get dispersed out there. And and they're and when you're around these machines, they're they're actually contagious. <laughs> and uh, affect a lot of people. And so uh, the whole point, I think, right now on our planet is is to create higher consciousness, which actually is more harmonic and, and coherent. And um, and so there's a job to do, and, and you have a purpose in this, of course, that you're you're supporting this growth that is so needed. Um, but but you know coming back to what information fields are in general they're everywhere um, everything is in nature is information food is information it's one of the reasons we eat food is to bring new information into our body so yes. it tastes better <laughs> that's right so what else do you know of, it has information so well um just to describe to the audience uh there's historically been five fields uh in science which was electric uh electric field magnetic field gravitational field strong uh nuclear attraction field and a weak nuclear nuclear attraction field and then they discovered an information field and uh so that's sort of um you know what we're what where we're coming from here but uh um yeah you know it uh so basically a information field you know is something that um uh, is all around us, everything, you know, trees give off an information field, a very coherent and harmonious one. That's why when we go into the forest and we sit down, you know, we don't have our cell phone there and we just sit down and connect feet on the ground, you know, connecting to the uh, earth's information field too. Um, and just quiet our mind, you feel so good. Uh, you know, it's a way to, you know, de-stress and recover. And, and uh, forests thrive on their own information. Yeah, that's right. And trees are information themselves, and that's why uh, they uh, emit information. And uh, and all vegetation, you know, provides. You know, that's why I said food is is information, and and so um, it's almost like what isn't, but our, so it's our job to pick and choose the, the right information. <laughs> that's why uh, nutrition is important. Yeah, you know, I think that's where, you know, coherence comes into play, looking at the information around you and seeing, you know, which would you really consider coherent information and which is not so coherent. Right. You want to take your body, take into your mind, your thoughts, you know, what do you want to watch on TV? You know, when you, what do you want to, you know, fill your space with, you know, it, it comes down to uh, coherence. And so, um, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, with information fields, you know, to like attracts like, and, um, you know, darkness attracts darkness, light attracts light, um, you know, thought attracts, you know, 
um, uh, the experiences that we're thinking, you know, that's why if you're sitting in traffic and all of a sudden your, your mind starts to go negative, someone's honking at you, you know, or if you're, you're, uh, thinking more positive thoughts, you know, you look out and there's a little kid waving at you through a window. You know? I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what are we throwing out vibrationally? And a lot of times we're unconscious, unconsciously, um, thinking and unconsciously throwing out, uh, frequencies and vibrations um, that we might not even necessarily prefer. So we have to really, you know, start to um, create the world that we want to live in, you know, and it starts in, you know, what we're all subscribing to, what we're all supporting, you know, um, and, and so forth. So really looking at our lives and saying like, well, what what do I really want to support, you know, in the world, you know, and um, and uh, and that will end up getting reflected back to us. And yet, the level of your own consciousness, as coherent as it can be, is what will attract what you would prefer. And so the idea is to use harmonic circumstances, coherence, like nature, for instance, or a lot of the um, machinery you work with to enhance coherence and harmony, brings us to that state where we know better yeah and and innately we know better so we don't attract negativity but we also don't seek it and yet when people are incoherent like attracts like yeah yeah you know it's it's uh as you know i know in my own case and you know in anyone's case that starts to focus on raising their vibration you start to see that um new tools start to present themselves to you that you otherwise didn't think would you know be available um you know for example like um intuitive abilities um self healing capabilities uh perceptive capabilities all that is possible and it's all actually um within us if we can uh, remember and, and uh, reconnect the levels of awareness and consciousness within us. Um, and we do that by raising our frequency, um, raising our coherence. Um, and uh, so, you know, one way people can start is looking at areas in their lives, you know, if they're going over, you know, hanging out with friends that they, you know, always feel bad after they leave, you know, the the gathering or what whatnot or relatives or whatever, like, do you need to put yourself through that? Is that actually, you know, what you want to do? And if it isn't, you know, then go out and find, you know, people that you really resonate with. And I know that, um, you know, uh, the Lightfield Foundation, the nonprofit um, uh, in, in Western Massachusetts that um, uh, Peter was a part of, um, uh, uh, you know, there's, uh, I think, monthly potlucks um, that they do, and people go and they you know, talk to each other and they raise their vibration, you know, it's a small gathering. Um, and there's gatherings like that all over the world. And, um, you know, this is a time where you really, it's really helpful to connect to like-minded people because we're all here to help each other and we can offer each other support, different perspectives, different points of views. And, uh, if we enter in with a childlike mind, you know, there's infinite potential and infinite possibility, you know, that's, uh, um, available to each one of us. Um, and it's literally, you know, going back to that childlike mind when we go into the, I know this is how it is, you know, I know everything, you know, approach, you're just really blocking, you know, um, yourself. But if you go in with more of a, 
open mind, like, you know, infinite possibility. That's how the universe works is infinite possibility. And when we um, try to outline, you know, how things should unveil itself in our, our lives, we're really just limiting it because the universe has infinite ways of expressing itself. And so it is sort of, you know, um, getting our hands a little off the driver's wheel and, and not in like a Pollyanna, you know, approach, you know, where we just sit back in the lazy boy, this is a action filled universe where you have to take action. Um, but your action should be representative of uh, the coherence that you seek in your life. Right. And so there's a lot of mindfulness involved in this, in watching how we are behaving, uh, how much of our ego, um, survival ego and competitive ego, ego is, is operating in ways that aren't serving us as well. And so, I, you know, I'm, I like to think of the Energy Stew audience as, uh, as quite uh, astute and quite high consciousness. And so, um, so they can un understand what we're saying is that um, higher consciousness leads to better discernment about choices we're making with, with, with people and environments we want to be in or not in, or, you know, what we want to expose ourselves to. And, uh, and so it's wonderful to have opportunities to keep pushing our consciousness forward. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and this is a time too, where it's actually becoming easier and easier on the, the planet to, um, to manifest and to, um, you know, raise your vibration because more and more people are actively seeking that and doing that. And so it's creating a harmonic on the planet that is uh, vibrationally stronger than in the past. And, um, and uh, it's expressing itself more and more. So um, our fellow man is helping us. And just as you raise your consciousness, even if it's, you know, in your own bedroom at night, you're actually making an impact, you know, on the global, you know, uh, uh, planet and uh, yeah, the um, global frequency, which has to rise, mm -hmm. you know, on a scale of one to a thousand on the Hawkins scale of consciousness. Um, uh, a company I'm friendly with, Focus Life Force Energy out west, uh, have discerned that the um, the humanity on this planet is operating at one ninety out of a thousand, which is very low, and and most most good people are in the 400 range and, and and people who are striving for higher consciousness you know can can be become or, or develop a, a 500 and more consciousness level and and that's wonderful i mean it's and a lot of children being born nowadays are in the 500 range of consciousness mm. and so it's it's good to have a scale and to have be able to test for it and see. Uh, I do that all the time now with my dousing equipment. I, I I can test where I'm going to know whether I'm going to be in a high consciousness or low consciousness environment. <laughs> That's great. And rather than seeing like 190 as a depressing number, it's sort of exciting realizing the growth potential. Right? Oh, right. <laughs> Either be depressed by that number or be like, wow, there's infinite possibility. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know I, I love the fact that your your you know your life purpose is to raise consciousness and create coherence and and discernment and um 
and it, it's and it's fun because you you have this scientific background to develop machinery that you know. Grace, you work with Vogel crystals, and uh, can you say something about Vogel crystals? Sure. Yeah. Um, so Vogel crystals uh, are um, a uh, a type of uh, cut for a quartz natural uh, quartz um, crystal. So you take natural quartz, um, and uh, it has to be cut in the growth, um, the natural way the quartz grows, and it has to be cut um, at a specific angle in the larger end and uh, wider end and the the um, narrower end. Actually, I have one over here. Well, this is an audio show, so oh. uh, but but it will be video on YouTube um, also. So, sure. uh, but initially, it's an audio show. So it it's a uh, um, uh, a, a, a crystal that has two points, uh, one at each end, and it's tapered uh, in the the crystal is tapered in the middle, and um, the larger end, the wider end, is um, uh, cut to the angle of the Great Pyramid, uh, fifty two degrees, and the um, the firing tip, the uh, narrower end, is um, uh, cut to about sixty degrees, and. Uh, um, basically, um, the way a Vogel cut crystal is it's able to take uh, um, thought, energy, um, uh, you know, intent and amplify it through the uh, the crystal and focus it um, much like a laser. And so um, Marcel Vogel, he was the uh, the discoverer of this specific cut. He was uh, one of the lead scientists for IBM and spent many years, um, you know, on research and development and um uh, came up with this this cut crystal, and he was able to demonstrate amazing uh, energy healing and um, you know things that he was able to do with this this crystal. So my father, who was uh, Mark Newkirk, a world class scientist, um, good friends uh, with Peter, um, uh, um, he uh, he he uh, started researching and found out about Marcel Vogel's uh, crystals. And uh, anyways, after lots of research and and uh, and so forth. Um, uh, it came through that we were supposed to use them in our technologies as amplifiers. And so a number of our technologies actually have Vogel crystals within them. And um, uh, But in order to get a Vogel cut crystal, there were only a, a couple cutters in the whole world that could cut a, a crystal to the degree of accuracy that you know were needed with the proper growth angles and intent and so forth in the cutting process. So... Um, uh, um, and, and the wait was like 10 months. And so we couldn't use, um, you know, wait 10 months to get two crystals <laughs> for technology. So we ended up through synchronicity coming across um, someone else, which we don't share any information about um, him because um, we use his in our technology and that he can only produce so many. Um, but we, uh, as a result, he's able to cut more than what we need. And so we started vogelcutcrystals.com where we um, offer our crystals with no weight, <laughs> um, uh, you know, two people as well. Um, but yeah, they're amazing amplifiers uh, of intent and information. They have to be natural, you know, quartz. Um, they're quite clear. Some of them are entirely cleared uh, visibly and others have, you know, s some small like wisp or inclusion in them. Um, that doesn't affect their energy flow at all. But uh, yeah, they're amazing uh, pieces of technology and all the, um, you know, people that thought they were woo woo, um, you know, uh, you know, were actually uh, correct in that um, they do, <laughs> they do serve a purpose and they are amazing tools. Um, 
that we can use. And now science is, you know, catching up with that. You know, of course, science always comes after, um, you know, that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. And we use crystals all the time in our everyday life. They're used in uh, charcoal grill lighters, um, the little red button you press on your charcoal grill, there's a crystal in there you know, um, uh, TVs, radios, you know, and so forth. They, they have crystals in them. So, um, sure, yeah. it's a big thing. So that, we're near the end of the show and I want people to know how to catch up with you and, and, uh, find out what you're offering. Oh, sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, we have a number of, uh, websites, um, as I mentioned, lightfieldfoundation.com, uh, which is located in the Berkshires where, um, it's a nonprofit and, and we have um, our technology there that you can sign up for sessions and go there in person and do, or we do offer remote. Um, the technologies that I create, um, like the Core Harmonizer, which creates great um, coherence in your uh, your um, your space, uh, you can go to ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com, ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com. Um, we have our crystal site, VogelCutCrystals.com, and then the Awaken Wholeness Center.com. Uh, is uh, a big uh, holistic center that we're working on um, that uh, should be completed and open in the spring in uh, Rhode Island here. And so it's going to be a nice big facility with all of our technologies and um, and uh, saunas and yogas and meditation areas and rock and crystal store and all that. But it's the primary focus is actually to raise consciousness. Um, so we'll have classes and we're going to have um, uh, uh, different one-on-one um uh, you know, uh, sessions and so forth. So it's a, a great, uh, it'll be a great asset for the world. And for listeners in New York, they can go to Holos, New York, H-O-L-O-S, and uh, a lot of your technology is is, is there. Um, I've, I've been there and, and uh, it's great to be in that environment of so much consciousness uh, enhancing machinery. Yeah, yeah, they have a, a quantum flow unit, a core harmonizer, and one of our cohere meditation mats there. And um, yeah, definitely. So good, you know, uh, people uh, don't. Not everybody can travel to Rhode Island, so <laughs> yeah. New York City has, has a place to go. So Ross Newkirk, I mean, it's so much fun because um, how many? I knew you in your younger years. <laughs> When it was uh, all, it was a family. You were living with family and your sister and your parents and your niece, and it was such a. I loved it. I loved the community that we had, and uh, we really. It was so important in those days in my life to be part of the Lightfield family, and um, <laughs> you know. And now to see that you really taking it, you know, to a, a very exciting new, you know, number of endeavors that um, will are certainly making your father very proud and your mom too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And and so I miss that. I miss the old days. And yeah. they were very important to me. And so it's so great to be able to talk with you on Energy Stew. Yeah, great to be here, Peter. Thank you. And thank you to the audience, too. Sure. And this is Peter Roth, your host of Energy Stew at prn.live. I can be reached at Peter at heartriver, H-E-A-R-T, river.org. I'd like to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening.